one man, this man, stands to protect the city of Hood River last night? Is there really a phenomenon? That didn't happen, but we'll get into that. Is there really a phenomenon in Bryan, Texas, of a woman screaming in the sky? And then we take a look at a bizarre tale of true crime. A man had lost his family's fortune. So now it was time for his family to lose their lives. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day, too. I hope everybody's safe. Now, if you're listening to these episodes in order, yesterday's episode got postponed. It didn't actually got it done, but... So, let me tell you a little bit. Let me give you a little bit of context of what happened. I have... this always All my stories start with stomach problems. So, this is my experience. I woke up, and I was like, oh, my stomach's kind of upset. So, I took an X-Lax, and you're like... Too much information. This has to do. This has to do with the rest of the story. I took some X lax, right? And then I go out and have lunch with my friend Sabine. I had the day off work, so I didn't have to go to work. I had lunch with my friend Sabine. I recorded the episode after I took the X lax. Had lunch with Sabine. Came home, took a nap, woke up to a text from Sabine saying there's supposed to be a riot tonight, and. I'm getting these emails, and people are screenshotting these Facebook posts that there was a peaceful protest at 5 p.m. They marched from Walmart all the way downtown. But then at 9 p.m., there were supposed to be some people coming in from out of town. And first, there was three buses, then there were ten buses. And I remember thinking the whole thing, like, there's two sides of this, obviously. One, this could be credible, right? Two, it could just be fake news, mass hysteria. People are hearing rumors, fake Facebook posts that are faked, or it's... But but when they started boarding up the post office, I thought, mm, that that's interesting. What was also interesting is the police had, had, for the most part, disappeared. When I walked by the police station later, later on in the day, all their police vehicles were there. They all shifted to undercover vehicles. They're all driving uh, their own trucks. Interesting. They were still keeping an eye on everything. So you have that part of it, right? But... Let me let me explain to you the nonsense that I went through last night. First off, I've been having some stomach issues. So earlier in the day, I had taken an X-Lax pill. Because I'm an old man, and I need some help digesting. So around the same time, I'm getting these emails and these texts saying that there may be outside agitators coming into Hood River specifically to riot. I don't have a problem with protesting. I don't think anyone has a problem with protesting. Because we had a peaceful protest, no problem at all. And I actually did a little bit of a live stream of that. But but, but again, now my stomach's all... So I did the whole... Not everyone checks their emails. Not everyone got an email. I went to all the stores here in downtown. It's a very small... Because I was already down here talking to friends. Just knocking on doors, letting them know, hey, did you get the email? Stuff like that. I'm dressed... If you guys watched the live stream yesterday, I'm dressed in a, a 4XL black tee... Black bandana. You guys have seen my beard. People didn't want to talk to me. Unless they knew me, they didn't want to talk to me. They thought I was from out of town. I was like the first wave. I had to keep taking my mask off and saying, no, 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 I'm a local. I'm a local. They're like, yeah, yeah. So then I went home. Stomach still grumbled. I went to the bathroom a couple times during this whole thing. I went home and I was like, I got to change my shirt because I look like I'm from out of town. 
You guys have also, if you guys have seen my live streams before, you know me. I got this red Hawaiian shirt I bought. Don't, no spoiler alert, guys, on that one. I got this red Hawaiian shirt I got at Walmart. I love Hawaiian shirts. I've been wearing them for years. And I get back downtown. Now, I'm, and I, it's funny because I talked to these guys. And I was like, yeah, I had to go change my shirt because I looked like I was from out of town. And they're like, we thought you were from out of town. We didn't know who you are. I was like, yeah, no, this is a little more festival. Fast forward. Now it's 930. And they're supposed to show up at night. Oh, and the city is, there's probably like 100 people down there. And I'd say at least 75 of them were carrying rifles. And the other 25 were probably carrying pistols. I mean, the town was armed to the teeth. And we're just out there with their rifles. This dude had like a drum clip. Yeah. So, I mean, the town was ready to go. The, everyone else, I escorted my friends out of uh, out of the town. I was like uh, walking into their cars and stuff like that. I don't have a gun, uh, but they. I was still down there. And I was like, should I bring a bat? Like, should would that be gauche? If I was walking around with a bat, would people... And then I walked down the street, people have, have semi-automatic rifles. And I was like, ah, now I would just look dumb if I had a bat, right? I would look dumb if I had a bat. But... I've realized this, and this is something I've known my entire life, and I've made this comment before. I'm too geeky to hang with the tough guys, but too much of a tough guy to hang with the geeks. That's <laughs> just something I've had to accept. Like, I'm going to be like, hello, gentlemen. You know the aerodynamics of your bullets will go much quicker if you shoot them at this... I can't do that. But then when I hang out with nerds, they're like, dude, would you please, would you please stop blowing smoke in my face and punching me? So, yeah. Anyways, I found out later as I was standing out downtown, really right where this they were going to come up through town by Pietro's. I was right on the corner there. Some dude walks up. I'm talking to my buddy. Some dude walks up, and we're all kind of talking. And he goes, "Um, he's like, yeah, you wearing the Hawaiian shirt?" And I was like, yeah. And he goes, "Oh, are you with the Boogaloo Boys?" And I'm all, "What?" He goes, "The Boogaloo Boys. It's like this far right group that wears Hawaiian shirts to protest and, and beats up Antifa." And I was like. Uh, I don't, I, I go, I don't believe you, <laughs> I don't believe that's true. So I pull out my phone, and I'm all, doot, 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 doot. Damn it. <laughs> and I had to walk home and change my shirt again, because I thought, look at what a colorful shirt I'm wearing. I'm just here, I don't want to be, I'm not, I'm not an agitator. I'm not an agitator in this. You want to de-escalate stuff as much as you can, but I'm not an escalator. I definitely don't want to be an escalator. So I had to walk all the way back home. All the way back home. I, they were supposed to show up at 9. Nobody showed up. Thankfully, thankfully. I mean, that's good, right? But, um, yeah, I'm thinking it is a... Because people were saying, that's weird. My town got the exact same threat. I'm wondering if it's a bot threat. Because it came some from some weird Facebook account. And I'm wondering if someone's created a bot where it just enters in certain information. Because there is nothing. I guess someone threw a brick through China Gorge. Now, it could be the fact that there was a hundred armed people standing downtown. That could have deterred them. You easily would send an intel people first. I think that's what people thought I was. That I was walking around being like, So, how many bullets do you have in your gun, gentlemen? Hmm, what's the firing pin stuff? See, I'm too geeky, and I'm, but I'm not geeky enough about guns. I don't know about that. How how do guns shoot, sir? I did ask someone, hey, how long are you guys going to be out here for? And they're like, uh-huh. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just curious as I'm like holding my lapel closer to them where my microphone is. Protest, protest all you want. No one has a problem with that. It's when it turns to rioting and violence is when it becomes super dangerous. And people get hurt and people get killed. And things escalate. 
No one, ha- no one that I've run into has a problem with the protest or the issue that's being protested. The death of George Floyd, the, the overall issue with uh, police brutality, things like that. And nobody's really talking about how they shouldn't protest that, how people shouldn't protest that. Let's go ahead and move on to our next story, or really our first story. That was just kind of a little intro here. And so I know that was a long intro, but let's go ahead and give a shout out to one of my newest Patreon supporters, David. David, really, really appreciate you supporting the show. Really, really helps out a lot. I've talked to him personally. I don't know if he listens to the show. It's a complicated thing. But anyways, David, I really, really appreciate it. I, uh, you're, you're a great dude. We'll, we'll get everything figured out this summer. So... It's May 27th, 2020. Let's give David the keys to the Carpenter Copter. We are flying out to Bryan, Texas. Now, there's a thunderstorm, lightning storm going on, but that's not why we're here. That's why we're landing, David. Land the helicopter. Land the helicopter. We want to get out of the helicopter before lightning strikes, but that's not why we're here, technically. We're here because of this. So... There's been some clips going around YouTube of a sound of a woman screaming, and people can hear it from all over the city. People are reposting these videos. People are reposting these videos, so it's hard to tell if there's dozens of these videos from all over the city or just three. I found three ones that do seem completely different of the sound of this woman screaming. I gotta give a shout out to some awesome people on YouTube. We have Rick Johnson. I, I posted on YouTube saying, hey, can I use samples of your clips? I didn't get any response, but there were so many people reposting it, I might have been asking the wrong person, honestly. But we have Rick Johnson. He gave me a head up to the X thread that had even more clips and the answer to this mystery. So thank you so much, Rick Johnson. Also, heads up to Arius Thule and Alex F., for recognizing me. Thanks, guys. And Rick Johnson recognized me as well. Because I said, hey, I'm with this podcast called Dead Rabbit Radio. And they're like, hey, we listen to you. So that made me feel really good. <laughs> having a, having attention made me feel good. No, I really appreciate that, guys. That's another way to help get the word out about the show. Um, just, just saying, hey, I know that guy. And then I want to give a shout out to Daniel Rob. That's where I actually got this clip from. I, I think it might have been one of the original clips. It looks like it from the description. But so many times these clips have been duplicated, but I definitely wanted to give a shout out to Daniel Robb for posting this. I appreciate it very much. You're on the front lines of this paranormal activity. So, so David, we're hopping out of the carpenter copter. We're going to put on our anti-lightning bolt suits, just in case lightning strikes us. We're going to be walking through the city. Now, we keep hearing this noise. Listen to this. There's a sound screaming. Like a, It's like a... It's like a scream. It's so freaking loud, and it's coming from up in the air, like up there. It's been going on now. What is that? I swear I saw like this thing when the lightning was flashing a second ago. What the fuck? Dude, that's coming from like up in the sky outside of my apartment. And people are saying it's coming from the sky. Now, what's interesting is when I was originally on the X thread, it was saying that it seems like each video, it's coming from a different location. So it could be faked, but it would be harder to fake in that way. You would have to, if you're inserting the audio clip 
into the clip, you'd have to, you know, kind of try triangulate distances and stuff like that. The audio engineer on X, assuming the person's really an audio engineer, but I trust people online. He said that it would be it would be more difficult. It wouldn't be impossible, but it would be more difficult to fake. Now, what's interesting is I, you hear these clips. It sounds weird, and people are coming up with theories like busted pipe, like a gas pipe, not just like not just like a pipe laying in your living room that's unscrewed. It's all like a busted gas line. Some people thought it could have to do with atmospheric issues because there's a lightning storm going on. As this debate's going on, some people said it was the cry of an angel is the end of the world and all that stuff. So you had people trying to come up with a rational answer. You had people obviously thinking it was some sort of paranormal thing. And then you had people on the other end saying it was straight up into the world. Cats and dogs living together. Mass pandemonium type of thing. Well, on the X board, you keep rolling down on this thread. You will find this YouTube clip. Hey guys, so this is Jason from the future. I got a bunch of fans on me and I'm not using my normal mic. I want to let you know that, and, and I'm yelling, I'm yelling. I want to let you guys know that I'm going to, I played the scream clip normally. Now I'm going to play with the pitch a bit because now that I'm listening to it, I think whoever's doing this did adjust the original YouTube clip some. So you're going to hear some pitch changes. I don't know why I'm yelling. I don't know why I'm yelling. But I wanted to be totally clear what I'm about to do. I didn't really tell you guys how I was going to edit this, but I want to be totally clear. You're going to hear the normal sound that I found on YouTube. Thank you to the anonymous person who found that. Appreciate it. But we're going to have that. I'm going to change the pitch, though, to show how easily it is, just with a few buttons, to make it match that scream. And and I'm screaming as well. And you'll notice that both scream. I didn't mention this either. Both screams tail, they're both the exact same length. I'm not editing that. They both tail off the same way. But as we listen to this thing, I'm going to change the pitch a bit. Okay, back to good quality mic without any fans on me while I'm recording. I love you guys. Now, I'm going to play the, I believe those are the same noises. I'm going to play them back to back for you guys as well. Listen to this. There's a sound screaming. Like a, it's like a... Listen to this. There's a sound screaming. Like a, it's like a. Listen to this. There's a sound screaming. Like a, it's like a. But I'm pretty sure that's the same noise. Now you're going. Well, what is that? Is that another sample? Is that walking straight up to the demon as he's screaming and he turns and he's like, oh, like, was that a perfect recording? No, that is a recording that was put out on May 27th, 2017. So way before this, it was called the long scream sound effect. It's pulled right off of YouTube. So thank you so much, intrepid expeditionaire. For locating that. Solve the mystery, really. What this means is, and I know that's probably not the best answer for you paranormal people or for people who want the end of the world to come, is that someone either found this long scream sound effect and was digitally entering it, but what is most likely, what I honestly think, is someone was playing it on some very, very loud speakers. 
So I think the people who were releasing the videos probably they were hearing the noise and they they, they didn't just hear it once. People were saying it was going on for a half hour, 45 minutes. Someone was probably playing it very loudly. They could have been doing it as a joke. They could have been doing it to scare people away. They could have been doing it because that's their favorite song. They're like, listen, dude, you got to hear this song. Oh, dude, that song's so dope. Can you play it again? So, yeah, yeah, it's better than Takashi 6 ix newest song. But that's definitely possible not the song i don't think anyone's that insane but i i think that's the answer to the question is that it's the sound effect now what's funny is that this has become a new conspiracy theory i've already seen two other threads pop up on x about this and you're gonna keep getting videos this is the sky sound that's a song that's a good song this is the sky sound i think this ties into that mass hysteria thing that You have this thing, you have a real thing going on, and then it just builds and builds and builds. And while the riot here in Hood River had a date and a time, and it just kind of went away, this Brian thing will go on and on and on and on. And until people, this is one that I think we should actively, when we see this pop up, the links are in the show notes. Copy and paste this sound effect link. I mean, this might sound funny, but this is the way we get the real stuff. And I'm not knocking the people who videotaped this. They, I would have recorded the sound as well. But now that we know the answer to this, when we see these pop up on Reddit, when we see these threads pop up on X or on YouTube, just say, here's the answer. Here's the an- This is a very easy answer one. David, let's hop back in that carpenter copter now that the lightning storm has subsided. David, I want you to activate that time travel button. We are headed back to 1863. We're flying over Ormsby County, Nevada. And there, as we're coming in low over the massive forest, we see a log house. We're making pine needles go everywhere. People are like, ah, my eyes. I'm not supposed to get pine needles in them. But then I realized that that guy was my ancestor. So now I have pine needles in my eyes. No, because that's how that happens, right? Your ancestor gets an injury and you get it too. So as David is pulling the pine needles out of my eye, that's also his new job. We meet Philip Hopkins. He's 42 years old. He lives in a log house between Empire City and Dutch Nicks, which is like a location or something like that. I mean, you're like, Jason, are your notes that vague? You just write down combinations of words and go, is it a town? Is it a mountain? I don't know. He lives between Empire City. I have pine needles in my eyes, okay? He lives between Empire City and Dutch Nicks. He's a family man, has five girls, four boys, and a loving wife. Now, if you've heard the intro to this story, it doesn't end well for any of those guys. His wife would come into town and she, into Empire City, which isn't that the name of like a carpet store? Yeah, it's like, call 1-800-953-EMPIRE today. Isn't it? Isn't it? That's not the real phone number. (laughs) Don't call that number. For all I know, it's going to connect you to, like, the San Francisco FBI office. I don't know if it's Empire City or Empire, just Empire Carpets. But anyways, don't, don't call, do not call that number, please. I don't know what it is. This episode's sponsored by Empire City Carpets. No. So his wife would come into town and be like, I have my husband, he's kind of losing it. And the townspeople would be like, ah, good old Philip, he can't, he can't be that bad, right? My wife would be like, I don't know, he's pretty bad. See, what happened was, during this time, 
you had the ability to invest in money. <laughs> I mean, you were able to do that for hundreds of years prior to this, but people were investing their money in local silver, copper, nickel mines, things like that in Nevada. And it turns out the mines were cooking their books. And the San Francisco newspapers ran a big expose about how these mines were cooking their books, making it look like they were making more money than they actually were. People were losing their fortunes. Now, Philip had read these articles and said, well, I'm not going to invest in these mines anymore. I'll invest in San Francisco utility companies. Because the newspapers are running these exposés, and they're like, if you want a safe bet, you got to invest in the city. you got to invest in the city utility. So Philip took all of his money out of the mines and invested it in San Francisco utility companies. But his wife was saying, eh, the companies aren't doing that well right now. And he's struggling, not financially super hard right now, but he's just like struggling mentally. But the town people dismissed her, really. There was a newspaper called the Territorial Enterprise. October 28th, 1863, they published an article. 10 o'clock in the morning, it's a Monday morning. People are just hanging out in the city of Carson, doing old-timey stuff, drinking sarsaparilla, catching horrible diseases and they hear the hooves of a horse that's not a jamaican rapper that's not a jamaican rapper it's actually a horse coming through they're not watching shottas on dvd and they see philip hopkins riding a horse and they notice the first thing they notice is his own throat is slit ear to ear and every time the horse is like jumping up and down his head is popping up like a pez dispenser whoop 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 that's what gave the inventor of the pez dispenser was in town that day he's like he picks up the phone hey cousin barry have i got an idea for you listen to this here's a guy gurgling through his blood bloody neck anyways philip hopkins runs into town on his horse with his own throat slit and he's carrying the scalp of his wife there, it's described that the blood was still so warm it was smoking in the morning mist. Falls off his horse, he falls dead. Uah! A big old, big old pez popped out of his neck. Now, the people are obviously alarmed. This is not what they expected to see at 10 a.m. on a Monday. 2 p.m. on a Tuesday, maybe. But this is way too early for this nonsense. So they go out to his house, and his entire family is slaughtered. And they realize pretty quickly that he did it. Like, okay, here's the thing. It may He may have been able to avoid suspicion had he not been carrying the scalp of his wife. Like, if he just ridden into town or rode into town with a th- slit throat, they may have just thought that, you know, he, he, he fell on an axe or that he was attacked. But when you're like, no one leaves the crime scene and being like, oh, no, my whole family's been slaughtered. I need to go get help. But first, I need to carry around the scalp of my wife. So I think they put two and two together. So, yeah, they realized that he did it. Now, it was an awful crime. And it comes out, what had happened was that he invested his money in the San Francisco utilities. And they were also cooking the books. And he found that out that morning. And slaughtered his entire family, slit his throat, rode into town, which is like a two-mile ride. So did he sl- did he slit his throat at home and then go, oh, man, then get on his horse? Or while he was riding his horse, he's like, oh, I'm going to make this super dramatic. And he slit his throat. Who knows? Who knows? We just know that his entire family was slaughtered. He fell dead off his horse with the scalp of his wife. And you go, Jason, this might be the most insensitive story. You are really laughing about nine children being killed, a woman being scalped, and a man committing suicide? 
I'm unsubscribing to your show. Wait, don't hit that button just yet. Because none of that happened. That was a real news article that was published in the newspaper in 1863. And it caused a huge controversy. And it was written by Mark Twain. So Mark Twain was reading all of these articles about how San Francisco newspapers were like, what? Those coal companies, those silver companies, they're cooking their books. Invest in our companies. And they were cooking the books in San Francisco. And the companies in San Francisco were getting caught for cooking the books, but the local newspapers would not publish those stories because they had been drumming up business. Don't Those guys are crooks. Come Come work with our crooks. I mean, our legitimate businessmen. And Mark Twain wanted to expose them. So what he did, and he has a long essay about why he did it. He goes, I was going to write an article that was so grotesque that they couldn't help but publish it. He goes, they didn't fact check it at all. They did not. The people who published the article did not fact check it at all. He goes, it was so disgusting and sensational that not only would I know that they would publish it, but people would read it. Now, what's that? That's super interesting. And again, that ties into our first two stories. Like this did cause a mass hysteria. People were really, really like wondering about this crime. Like what the tragedy of these poor nine imaginary kids who were killed. But because you, you know, we're talking about the year 1863. We're talking about a divide between San Francisco and Nevada. Even though they're close, I mean, that's a couple days ride by horseback, right? The communicate you weren't able to really find that out. And at the very end of the story, it says he invested money in San Francisco utilities, but they were cooking the books just like the mines were, and he lost all of his money. And Mark Twain goes, I don't think most people even got to that last sentence. They were so disgusted by the article. It's funny because you can read the article is written really gross. Here's a here's a line of it. That Mark Twain actually wrote, quote, the eldest girl, Mary, might have sought refuge in her terror in the garret as her, which I don't know what that is, but some old timey little house on the prairie person asked them in the garret as her body was found there frightfully mutilated and the knife with which her wounds had been inflicted still sticking in her side. The two girls, Julia and Emma, who had recovered sufficiently to be able to talk yesterday morning declare that their father knocked them down with a billet of wood and stamped on them. They think they were the first attacked. So sorry, two girls did survive. Two imaginary girls survived this imaginary attack. I thought they were all murdered. I Apparently, I didn't even finish reading the article. But the point is, is that these girls run in, this uh, young woman hiding in her room. Daddy opens the door, sticks a knife in her, jumping up and down on little girls. I mean, it's all gross, right? And it's funny because Mark Twain writes this article, writes this essay years later about it. And he's la- like, you can hear him laughing in his essay. He talks about, he, he goes and he sits down at a diner. He's with a buddy. They're eating like steak and eggs or something like that at this diner. And he sees these two hillbillies. I mean, like he's laughing at these guys. He goes, these two rednecks come in and they sit down next to us and they're reading the newspaper. And, he, and Mark Twain, this is so funny, Mark Twain's sitting there and he's like, I, I can't wait till they get to my article. And he goes, I can tell by the one guy's eyes. I can watch him get wider and wider as he's reading my article. That's totally made up. And the dude is like, I'm done. He throws the newspaper down. Him and his buddy don't, it ru- he ruins their meal. 
And Mark Twain's laughing about it. He's like, oh, those yokels, they couldn't even finish eating their eggs. He totally ruins this dude's morning as a joke. I mean, he was trying to expose San Francisco corruption, but it's kind of hard to to agree with that that's your only motivation when in your essay years later, you devote a good amount of time making fun of people who are so sickened by your article they can't finish eating. And what's interesting, too, so that's hilarious. But like, he's the ultimate troll. He eventually did end up convincing those two hillbillies to end up painting his fence as well. But what's funny, and, and I think just Mark Twain going senile in his later years, he, in his essay, he goes, I don't understand how people didn't know this story wasn't true. Like, I made facts uh, completely up. First off, there is no forest between Empire City and Dutch Knicks. There's like one tree. The, those idiots, how did they not know that wasn't a made-up detail? Well, considering it's a San Francisco newspaper, bro, <laughs> and that's hundreds of miles away, they're not going to know. And then he says stuff like, and then I said that Philip Hopkins lived in a mansion. There's no mansions up there. He never said he lived in a mansion. He goes, and then I said that he was a bachelor earlier in the article, but then I talk about his family. Like, how stupid are... He never says he's a bachelor. I think that Mark Twain probably meant to put that stuff in there. Either he meant to put that stuff in there, and the editor took it out, and he goes, what? Why did he call him a bachelor? And then he murders his family. Because in his essay, he's like, I gave clues that the story wasn't real. I said he was a bachelor living in a mansion in the middle of a forest, He's married. I mean, he's nothing. He doesn't exist, but I later say he's married. There's no mansions in that area, and there's no force in it. I reread his article multiple times and then started doing, like, the find tab. Be like, mansion? Zero results. He never said that he lived in a mansion. So Mark Twain was trolling people and trying to figure out what they can't figure it out. But then he made mistakes as well. I think the whole thing's funny. And again, ties back to this thing about mass hysteria. How easy it is to whip people up. So that's the story of the Empire City Massacre, as it's known. I don't know how long it took for that story to get exposed as being a story. I don't know if Mark Twain just wanted to ruin meals for hundreds of years. But then one day he finally came forward. I don't know even if it changed the way... San Francisco newspaper, I don't even know if it changed the way that San Francisco newspapers reported on utilities, but it was his way, his very trolly way to get that story out. And did it change anything? Who knows? But we do know at least two hillbillies didn't get their full amount of daily (laughs) calories and nutrients they needed that day as Mark Twain, one of America's greatest authors, is snickering in the corner. Fake news, fake news. And whether it's a Facebook post, whether it's someone projecting a screaming sound from the sky, or it's one of the most prestigious authors in American history, very, very easy to scare people with just a few words. Or, in Texas' case, a screaming sound. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be your email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at Dead Rabbit Radio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. <laughs>